Today's Real Talk, you're listening to it today, already, in the afternoon on this Monday. Welcome in, Justin Kazepis, your host, liaison for the hour, North Carolina attorney, real estate broker, and investor, joined today by a top-notch broker in the community, Mr. Josh Deering himself of Sirhant, North Carolina, and the Deering team. How you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? You said you want to look me in the eye today with my questions. You didn't want me to throw you off. Well, you know what? I need to read. I need to read where these questions are coming from. (laughs) They're all in it from a good place. Yeah, exactly. Mills Market in Cornelius passed, uh, I believe, last week at the town board meeting. Your thoughts? Uh, Awesome. I think. I mean, look, the more we have going on, the more opportunity it's going to help me. Um, and then, I mean, we got, there's several things going in, going on right now in Cornelius with, uh, the brewery, Mills Market, um, what else we got? I'm just thinking. Well, we were just talking about, uh, develop infrastructure projects, particularly the widening of roads. We were, we were talking about Bailey Road. You've got an industrial listing out there. Let's talk about the uncertainty of, uh, improvement projects and how is it affecting, from your perspective, your relationship with the seller, with potential buyer clients, with other agents that are inquiring about the property, this uncertainty of sure. when or even if road improvement projects will indeed happen. I think right now it's very tough because you have a listing and you know that there are going to be some some major changes to uh, that property the problem is there's nothing solid in stone of of what may be and so trying to explain that to a buyer when a buyer wants to know how much they're taking you know if they're taking uh, any type of property f- for any road expansions eminent domain um you know what kind of value they're going to get for that whatever sure. they take yeah um you know, and just trying to relay all that to a buyer is, is can be tough. And then especially with the seller, it's like, you know, you try to get you, you paint the picture in your listing to make sure buyers understand as much as they can understand with this property and how it's going to go. And you, uh, you know, you want it to sell, but sometimes it just takes some time, man. It definitely restricts almost what the highest and best value is. Not that not that it won't you know become that. It's just we don't know what that really is right now, and that that's an adjustment mentally. That's a pretty difficult one to make. I would say in the industrial field specifically, I've I've done rezoning on a couple of industrial mm-hmm. parcels in Lincoln County. the The process for industrial. It, it was the hottest ticket item, and I, in my opinion, even and I say that even above multifamily through COVID. Yeah. Because of that particular use type is one of the most versatile use types for commercial businesses. Right. It's not just like concrete production facilities when we think of industrial. You're talking about like flex space for for retail, ground floor retail. You're talking about like yards for people to keep supplies and trucks and that kind of stuff. Even these condo, you know, uh, bachelor man caves that they're building everywhere now, right? Like all of those factors go into industrial. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and even like some of those smaller microbreweries and things like that, that we've, you know, obviously breweries have been huge uh, around here. So I've, uh, I've had a lot of people reach out to me about that. Um, 
And then, you know, there's a big lack of not not storage, self-storage, okay? We know there's a lot of that. Everybody wants that one. Right. <laughs> but what you were just saying about, you know, you're potentially storing things like your cars, right? Or like... Or an HVAC company with their trucks and the equipment and the, you know, from the, all of it. A hundred percent. So I think that's kind of where we've been targeting, um, just because it makes more sense. Uh, you know, and there's a process, um, you know, to, to obviously go through and make sure, um, you know, that that is going to fit exactly what this buyer may be looking for. But all in all, industrial campus, I mean, in Cornelius, is there's only so much left, yeah. you know, and the possibility there, like you said, is pretty endless, just making it make sense. Part of the process, too, that I, if you've never done a commercial development project, there's zoning categories. Mm -hmm. And so then if you look at the unified development ordinance, particularly for, in this case, the town of Cornelius, and you look at what is permitted, um, what is conditionally acceptable, and what is not permitted for industrial, most of the time for many commercial projects, it still requires a go through the approval process even if you may be allowed to do something. Are, what are you finding when, when agents or buyers reach out to you guys for information? Because I know you, well, you love getting on the phone with them and you love like you know fact-finding and seeing what they're calling about. What's a common use that you've seen? Has there been a consistency of what people are interested in for that particular parcel? Um, yeah, you know, it's been pretty much some type of storage or like you were saying, uh, a multi-use opportunity where you may have, uh, you know, living, some type of living space above and then something below, um, you know, whether it be some type of storage. I've, I've also seen where, you know, we're, we're looking at potentially rezoning um, in some cases, not still commercial, but, you know, depending on well, look, there's so many different things around that area. You know, obviously you have the residential that's right across the street. And then you, we have a Hyde Park that's right there. So there's all kinds of different um, zoning opportunities and so many different things on the other side, like the wedding venue yes. that's there. So, you know, the the capability of... Towboat U.S. Cornelius, I think, is right around the it, corner, right around the curve right is. there. A lot, too, a, lot yeah. of, um, a lot of small businesses. And then, you know, 131 Main's on the corner. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for um, for any of those. And I think it makes sense um, when you potentially look at rezoning that obviously you need to have something close by, you know, to be able to kind of advocate for that, yeah. you know, so... You're listening to today's Real Talk, 844-STUDIO-4, if you want to be part of the conversation. We welcome your questions, whether it be about this maybe particular parcel we're talking about. We're talking about an industrial parcel that uh, Josh and uh, his wife Charlene have listed on Bailey Road in Cornelius. It is an industrial parcel. How many acres? Is it three acres? It's three and a half acres. Now, Bailey Road is uh, potentially, we were just talking about this, yeah. uh, being widened. And the plans that we know that are almost pretty much solid is it will take one acre of that property. So you have about two and a half acres, maybe a little more uh, left over. Yeah. So and Bailey Road, if you've not been on Bailey Road, whether you're accessing it from uh, 115 or uh, 21, 
there is about a 90 degree curve uh, directly, <laughs> directly in the middle of Bailey Road, which is potentially <laughs> going to be updated uh, in the hopefully near future, one of the many road improvement projects. And, and and so maybe you've got a question about the process, or maybe you've got something else real estate related. This is the time where you can call in anytime. 844-STUDIO-4, ask a question. Josh is a real estate broker. Has, how many years have you been a broker? You've been a broker for a while now. Um, well, I've been in the business for just under eight years. Eight years, nice. Broker for um, about four, half of those. And then previous to real estate, you were in the financial space, right? I or was, or yes. health insurance? Was it a financial? Yeah, or was health so, insurance a little bit of everything? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were an insurance wholesaler that wholesaled multiple products from life insurance to safe money annuities. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, annuities. I, I remember uh, getting in, and I'm like, what in the heck is an annuity? <laughs> now I know. And we have safe money products, or they have safe money products over there, but that's what I push. Yeah, maybe you've got a health insurance question for Josh. You know, Maybe <laughs> maybe that's the level we need to get Let to me... here is mental anxiety <laughs> and mental, well, mental health. That's also an important part of your daily life. Today's Real Talk, we're coming right back. Radio fam, stick around with us. 844-STUDIO-4 if you want to be part of the conversation. Today's Real Talk, the show that focuses on North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Justin Kazepis, your host, North Carolina attorney, real estate broker, and investor here today. I heard a commercial. I was very upset. I almost called the president of Allen Tate over the weekend when during the Panthers game, I hear an Allen Tate spot, and it, and whoever voiced it said, real a tour. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I almost called them directly and said, you guys need to fire whoever that was because it's a real tour. Yeah. It's real tour. Right. There's no A in the middle. No A. People need to understand that. Yeah. I'm sitting down with Josh Deering of Sirhan, the Deering group here, the Deering team, the Deering group, the Deering team, the hey. Deering entrepreneurship franchise, That's Megalodon. Right. Any, any, any we'll and take above. any of those. That's right. Or just Deering. Yeah. We just go by. Since, since it's Sirhant period, are we going to see Deering period soon? You know what? I thought of that. My logo is TDT. And here's what's funny is my colors matched his colors. We we didn't plan it. They just, it I had blue and gray, or yeah. blue and gray, and he has blue and gray. But I did have to change. So he's very specific. And it's cobalt, oh. cobalt blue. So I had to change my blue to cobalt blue. But I mean, you could barely even tell the difference. It's minor. Yeah. So TDT dot potentially. Oh, there you go. See, I, I'd be on board with that. I think it flows well. It's a good <laughs> part of the brand guide. Josh and his wife Charlene are heading to Miami this week. They're going to be speaking at a conference uh, with the Sirhant team in Miami. Uh, give us a little preview. Like, are, are we storytelling? Are we just you know talking about how great the North Carolina market is? What yeah. are we doing down there? It, well, so as you know, um, networking is is huge, and, and we network for several reasons. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about expanding your marketing reach. And if you're able to network with people from all up and down the East Coast, agents that is, that is from all up and down the East Coast, West Coast, wherever. You can expand your seller's reach, you know. So when we're listing some of these bigger properties, we got some big ones coming up, as a matter of fact. But I think it's important to be able to target and, you know, specifically put it in front of some of these big agents with big clients. Because we all know, you know, New York, people are coming from New York. They're coming from California. They're coming from Florida. So, um, yeah, we like to have a leg up. And I think we learned long ago that we really wanted to increase our Rolodex of, of you know, top 1% of agents. 
and ultimately that's you know for us but also for our sellers our, our clients now when you say big are you meaning square footage wise or are you talking price wise location wise what is it that these big ones coming up where they just give me a so, number can you give me a number right, so right now it's a firm exclusive okay so i can't really tell you the address yeah i'm not trying to get it, you but, to violate no, any I know, of the I know, but i can tell you the price okay all right but when i tell you I want you to react the way you should. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. How about... Let me it, guess. Yeah, Can I you, guess? Yeah, go ahead. Let's it, see. For you to say big... For me. For you to say big... I, in my mind, this is this is me being... Honest. I okay. think it's got to be north of $5 million. Absolutely. Okay, so then I'm probably close to, let's say, 7 to $11 million, somewhere in that range. That's close, but you're still low. No. Dang. Big dog in the room. Okay, how much? $16 million. The number one listing in all canopy right now is $22 million right. in Huntersville. That's the, that's the island. That's, that's the island. Uh, Bend. On, on Lake Norman, there is an island for sale. What is it? Governor's Island, I believe, is what they call it. Is that what it is? I don't know. Maybe. $22 yeah. million dollars is what but it's listed for. But you know what? I for. think that's in Huntersville. It is in Huntersville. It is in Huntersville. So this one's in... Mooresville. Okay. I'm not even gonna keep trying to pinpoint you down. Well, on I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing about this property is okay. it's sixteen million. Um is it President Trump's? No. Okay. And it is going to it it does have probably the longest range unobstructed view of Lake Norman than I think any listing um year to date that is in right around this price range. I got an email over the weekend, just listed email, marketing email from a broker for a Cheryl's Ford property, waterfront, 0.7 acres, 1.4 million for just a lot. Just a lot. That's not bad. Point, that's not bad? That's your reaction is that's not bad? No. Okay, so I must be off because I was looking you at said this. You 0. 0.7? 0. 0.7 acres. Okay, so. W open channel, yeah. 1.4. Yeah, so there's one that, um, where is this? Uh, also, Cheryl's Ford. Um that it's off market that I know about. Okay. It's also 0.7 and it's 1 1. Oh, maybe rivals. Yeah. 1 1. Well, and which one would you say 1 4? Yeah, 1.4. Yeah, that's a little, that's, that's a little high. The, actually, this is. And it included, they already had plans drawn from an architect. Okay, yeah. This is a straight teardown. Okay. Um, and it's across the water from a $4 million house, but, you know, decent view, great lot. Yeah. It's a, actually over. Point seven. It's it's right at, right at. It's just under an acre. Okay. Do you think? Would you have ever guessed that the market here in the Lake Norman area would have gotten to where it is today? If I had Justin, I would have bought a lot of property. Because <laughs> um, you know, my father he worked for Duke Power, and I'm born and raised here. Yeah. So watching some of those, uh, going back and looking at some of those like acre, two acre lot sell for like. Thirty, forty thousand. It's I, like it I kills know. me. I know. Dad, can I go back and tell my dad to buy up like six properties? What are you doing, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I I would say more. I have to lean more towards it. It has surprised me, um, because when I was you know young, growing yeah. up here, I'm like, like what's the draw here? You know. Right. And now I know. Now that I'm older, you know, I do know the draw, but. I never would have thought then it would be where it is. No, definitely not. And, and it, it makes me curious as to, okay, let's talk about what we believe the future to be. Yeah. I compare, you've been to New York more times than I have in the, in the recent, recent past. I consider the Lake Norman like the Long Island 
where okay. Charlotte, if that was Manhattan. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. Um, yeah, I think you're spot on. Obviously, without the without the twang. Sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think that's a very accurate statement. It, we are in the process of we're. I hate to say it, but it's just true. We're way behind New York. Way behind. Oh yeah, yeah. And some people are okay. Some people don't want it to be. Sure. Like, and I'm not saying I want New York. I don't want that. I'm just sure. saying in general. If I'm comparing. And, and and I mean, when I say way behind, I don't just mean like, you know, the building, the buildings, and our growth and everything. What I mean is like, the kind of homes that they're building, and the and because some of these some of these builders and developers, they are truly building properties that have hundreds of millions of dollars invested into these properties. Like just the other day, perfect example. I see, you know, a, a one, like one slab of, uh, this, this amazing granite, um, that I've never seen before, you know, and it's like, I don't know, $40,000, $50,000, um, island or bathroom uh, vanity and I, I mean we just just things like that like we just don't have that or don't do that because I think a lot of these builders are so used to like we don't really need it but some of these other builders that are coming in from like New York that you know do that on a regular basis up there the complete custom complete, complete uh, custom yes complete they custom are yes. they're they're not looking to like I think they see there's a need for it here, but they're not looking to like, all right, I'm not, and I'm not saying builders do this, but you know, ultimately you're trying to do the least amount, you know, with, with decent finishes, high finishes and get the most return you can get. And I think, um, you know, the taste here is starting to, to turn a little bit and people are starting to want some of these like beautiful, massive primary bedroom closets, yeah. you know, that are just a hundred thousand dollar, two hundred thousand dollar closets that I've seen in some of these newer builds, and these guys are, they are builders from New York, and you know they're they're showing a thing or two to some of the builders here just because, you know the whole the ship lap and all that stuff is kind of, it's going away. You know. You think that the the trend is changing at this point? I do. Do you do you find builders and I, and you may not know the answer and it's okay, from a perspective of to be constructed mm -hmm. versus selling a finished product. Are you seeing any shift in that perspective given the change in, you know, cost of capital right now? So when you say to be constructed, are you talking like your Lennar homes? Are you just saying custom in general? In general. Okay. The, the build. I mean, obviously your track home neighborhoods, right? I, I want to, let's, let's focus on the custom, right? Because I think okay. that that's that higher price point typically is the custom. And it does not, not necessarily a higher price point. You can get a three or $400,000 in some areas. That's custom. But um, the perspective of the builder carrying the cost and just selling a finished product yep. versus buyer having to close, purchase the lot and secure the contract with the builder than the builder builds. Yeah. Um, I think the significant shift, if there is one, is from start to finish. It's w with, you know, raw land going in. I think it's a lot cheaper because I think once that finished product is done um, with a lot of these builders, and don't get me wrong, um, because sometimes builders just like, 
they get carried away and then they feel like their product is the creme de la creme, right? And then they, you know, you can do a custom build for, I bet you, 350 a foot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe four or lower. Some people are probably out there to listen and they're probably saying we can go even lower and they probably can. Versus, you know, a, a builder who's already built. Like I have one now I listed for, and I'm not going to say who it is, but I have one now. Um, you know, it's it's up there. Yeah. In the in the price per square foot. And I feel like it needs to come down. But And this was a finished product. This fi- was, it's all, all finished. Yeah. All finished, ready to go, turnkey. It's absolutely a stunner. But yeah. but now the market is telling them, hey, you're Prices are maybe a little bit too high and I can't right. handle it. That's right. And who knows where we're going to be in the next six months at the end. You know, what's the next cycle now? Are we at the top with rates? Are we not? There's a great topic we'll talk about. Are we at the top with rates? We're going to get Josh's <laughs> take on that when we come back. You're listening to Today's Real Talk, 844-STUDIO-4, if you want to be part of the conversation. We appreciate you listening. Today's Real Talk, the show where we focus on all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Justin Kazepis alongside Joshua Deering of Sirhant here in North Carolina, the Deering team. And you guys are getting ready for Miami. You going to get a little spray tan before you go down there? How are you feeling about oh it? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah? I am. Are you really? Charlene just got one, and she's like, you need to get one. You're white. She knows. She gets it, man. You're I'm going like, to a different culture down I know. There. I'm like, all right, so... That's funny you bring Justin. I've never gotten a spray tan before. I'm like I've never got I, one either. I, she goes, you could pick your color. I'm like, what does that mean? Are you going urban bronze? Or what are you <laughs> what are you going for? I don't know, man. No. I've never done that before. Or or uh I don't I'm not really a tanner either, you know, but I I will tell you, if I if I'm out laying out enough or like at the beach enough, I can get I can get dark. Or, get a base. Yeah, I can get a base. You gotta get a base. Yeah. You can just so, spray it on though, make it easier for yourself. I know. I'm yeah, but yes, I am I can't lie I, to you. I'm not I don't lie. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm about getting you. A, a spray tan. I, I look forward to the pictures to find oh, out shit. and and to see. And then when you're up on stage, it, I think there's a thing though, like you're not, like you have to wear the <laughs> goggles, right? Like when you get it, but then you gotta go back and like See, I don't know. Do you know that have you Look, have you I've seen t- videos. Have you spray tan, Justin? No, I've never sprayed. Well, no, no, I take that back. I've used like the tanning lotion okay. that has the fake tan in it. Okay. Have you done that one before? I haven't. It's not bad. Okay. Well, this is kind of like that, right? But you just, it's just, just spray. it just um, doesn't take as long. Yeah. Well, that's true. Is there a local spot you guys go to? Like, Well, one of my uh, good friends owns Glowbody. Um, Glowbody. Glowbody. Shout out to my girl, Amanda. Okay. Is that where is that located? She at? went to North North Met grad. Okay. Yeah, she has a big, um, she has a big company, and they're um, they franchise it out. They're all around. Yeah, so Solid. and it is like they come to you, but I'm actually going to them for this one. <laughs> I was gonna say an at home spray tan too. Like that's they, next level. They do. They do. It's almost like your old thing where like the we, mobile. We come to you. The baby. mobile. That's what it's. Yeah. It's about the experience. Absolutely. Now it's not in the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good yeah. though. That would actually be a good one. All right. So then let's talk about the experience right now for buyers, for sellers, particularly as the rates uh, relates to interest rates. Okay. And if you want to be part of the conversation, eight four four studio for any question you may have today. Uh, Josh or myself can make up an answer and see if uh, it's on point or not. Interest rates mid seven still is what yeah. you're seeing at the table. Yeah, about seven and a quarter, seven and a half in some cases. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're floating up there. Yeah, for sure. Are you finding that buyers are still 
quote unquote qualified for that level of rate or internal conversation with buyers? Are they getting stressed out about that rate? Well, I think uh, I think there's definitely some stress there. And I think the stress is that, well, I mean, look, uh, COVID rates, everyone's so um, used to those like three, you know, two and a half, three percent, three and a half, whatever. And so like as this has continued to jump up and now you're talking seven and a half percent, they're just like turned off by it. But here's what they don't know and what they should know is... Cumulative days on market for homes are a little, a lot longer. So, you know, as these properties are hanging on, you know, a lot longer, I mean, they're still holding solid um, value. They're just not jumping off the shelves right now, you know. So people, sellers get antsy. So with with that antsiness and that those 30, 40 days on market, we're able to then utilize um, seller paid credits to help get their interest rate down, the buyer's interest rate. So that's what we're doing a lot. So we're we're trying to let them know, look, we can do like um, two one buy downs, you know. So you've um, said two one buy downs before. Give me the layman's terms of what you mean for a two one buy down. Yeah, so so basically take uh, when we go in and we're negotiating properties I find out, I work with the lender to really understand, you know, the buyer's um, needs. And with those needs, if we're trying to help them, you know, potentially more with their uh, monthly payments, I think the best way to approach that is to get seller paid credits. And how we do that is um, rather than money off the house, and I'm not saying we don't get money off the house, but ultimately we're going for more in seller paid credits. And then we use those credits to basically take your rate from let's say seven and a quarter to you know somewhere in the fives, um, and that usually is for the first year, sometimes first two years, and then um, then your following year, obviously your rate goes up. But what that does is, I, I want to say it kind of buys you some time um, because now your payments are a lot less, and potentially as the market um, starts to or rates start to come back down, you can always refinance. And when you refinance, we're hoping, you know, in 2024, 2025, we're looking at, you know, under six or six. People dream of those days again. I know. <laughs> so what you're referencing basically is utilizing seller pay closing costs to buy down the rate, to buy points against the Co- interest rate. Correct. To buy points against the interest rate to knock that interest rate down. Okay. You're listening to today's Real Talk, 844-STUDIO-4, if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, we are sitting in here with Josh Deering of Sirhant, the Deering team here in North Carolina. We're now joined by one of Josh's teammates Yay, here, yay. Mackenzie, rocking the fresh hat, though, Hello. by the way. Wow. Okay. I don't think we've met before, have we? Maybe once? I don't know. Maybe once. I'm Justin. Nice to meet you. Nice Pleasure. Meet you, Thanks Justin. for joining us in the yes, studio. Of course. All right. So now that you're in the hot seat, I got to ask you the tough questions. Ignore <laughs> Josh in here anymore. Okay. When did you become a licensed broker here in North Carolina? In 2020, August 2020. August of 2020. So just at three year mark, what's yep. it been like for you thus far, your experience? Oh my gosh. Well, I got in the market right in the midst of COVID. And um, I remember starting to help buyers, a lot of my friends, first time home buyers, and it was when every interest rates were two and a half, three percent. Everyone's going out of the same house. We're putting seven <laughs> offers in before we get a house. And I'm like, I can't catch a break. Josh and Charlie are like, this is not normal. This is it's not usually like this hard. I'm like, oh okay, I guess if I'm 
starting here, it'll only get better. Um, <laughs> and then finally, when I get to the point where I'm in it long enough to um, get listings and acquire listings, it has switched and no, the listings are no longer flying off. And so <laughs> yes. um, it's it's been great. I've been with the doing team since I started. They were my realtors um, when I bought a house before I had my license. And yeah, I love it. It's It's been a ride for sure, especially with this year. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of um, great changes, but yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I, I love it. So Josh and Charlene were your broker, mm-hmm. and they swindled you into coming to work with them after. Actually, tell the no. truth. You can tell no. the truth, Mackenzie. Uh, You're amongst friends. Right I, now. I would. T- I, I will tell the truth. Um, I was getting my degree in business marketing, and I, I did finish school, but they at UNCC or where at, at? UNCC great yep. school. They did not swindle me into it. I was selling my house with them, and I was, uh, COVID had just hit, so school was a joke. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything. My parents were like, you should really look into getting a real estate license. It, like, might be good for you. Something also to do, because I literally was doing nothing. Because we're bored. Let's get a broker license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's why I got my license. And then I called them and I was like, hey, if I get my real estate license, can I join your team? Yeah. They were like, sure. A go-getter. Of of course. And so I did. And um, yeah. Justin, I I call her the queen. She is truly the queen of Charlotte. Oh. Because listen, she reminds me of... What's the um, what's the Robert De Niro with uh, um, Casino? Okay. Okay. Do you know? Familiar. And and then who is the main? Uh, what's her name? The main actress in Casino. Who who he married? Who yes. Robert De Niro married? Yes. I can't remember her name. Anyway, as an actress. yes. Um, that reminds me of of Mackenzie because listen, about Robert De Niro or the no no, no the no, wife okay. the wife who who was like pretty much. She was the brains of the operation, right? So Mackenzie is the girl who is always connected, always knows what's going on in Charlotte, knows what's happening, you know, what new townhomes are coming up. Yeah. At every, like, every event possible, she's always there, and she's always networking. So she's just in the know. And to be a very successful broker, like you, you're you're always in the know, man. I just make it up most of the time. That's the easier route to do it. She's always in the know. So it's like I almost lean on her more than she leans on me because I want to know, hey, uh, Mackenzie, what's what's coming up in Charlotte right now? They needed a, a young, young girl there on the team. There you go. Someone <laughs> a new brainchild of the operation. Yes. I believe we've got a caller on the phone, oh. Bill, if we're good there. Let's go ahead and send them through. Who we got? Hey, thanks for calling today's Real Talk. How are we doing today? Hey, it's William. How are you doing today? W- William, my brother from another mother. How are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Sharon Stone was the wife Sh- in the movie. Sharon Stone. Sharon My Stone. Man. There you go. Okay. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> and so, William, Mackenzie, Ma- and, and, and you know Sharon Stone, she was the connector, right? She did all uh, the, yeah. basically the connections for Robert De Niro in this movie. Well, that this is epitome of Mackenzie in the Queen City, except for the drug part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We got about yeah, thirty seconds before a break, William. Real quick, let me let our let me let our radio radio audience go, but we'll stick on digital and chat with you for a minute, William. Is that okay? 
10-4. Okay. All right, Radio Fan. We're coming back. 844-STUDIO-4 uh, if you want to be part of the conversation. You can also be watching us right now, WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. We stream all of our content live. You can join us there. We're going to stick here for some exclusive digital content, so you're going to want to hop on there. Don't miss out. All right, William, we are on break on radio, sir, but we're still live on the digital. What's on your mind today? Um, new construction versus established construction. What What is it looking like there when you're seeing stuff, buying and selling? What's that looking like in the Lake Norman area? Well, I think new construction is almost uh, – it's, it's really tight because it's few and far between in Lake Norman. But right. when there is – a new, you know, a house that's being built or someone finally lets go of a property or, you know, um, someone who's had a property for years finally decides to move it. I think when, um, when someone comes in, it just depends on the acreage, right? They're going to try and maximize, yep. uh, basically what they can put on that property. I, I know of about two or three really nice homes that are, that's being built off of Nance road. Mm-hmm. Um, over there past the uh, Griffin's old house, if you know the Griffin's. But, yeah, so I think they maximize that, and they put, you know, some some beautiful luxury properties over there. But those those are all going to be, you know, they're, they're all going to be built and then um, are finished. And then once those are finished, they probably will start to sell those. They haven't really – they haven't done any type of, like, pre-sale marketing or anything like that. So I think um, – you know, value will set for the next house, set the precedence for some of those over there, meaning once one sells, then the next one's probably going to go for a higher value than the next one. It's almost like a domino effect. Um, yeah, but, that's what happened with my uncle. He sold his place down in Miami recently, and and it was a place next door, a couple houses down that sold before his did, and then his sold. So it created that domino effect like you're speaking of. Yeah, and um, then you, you know, it's kind of like fishing. It's kind of like fishing. Once one bites, then others start yeah, biting. Exactly. Know, kind of that's right. Well, well, that's because uh, when someone sells a house and they see what that neighbor got, now they're licking their chops. Like, oh, uh, if I if he can get that, I can get this. You know, so that's that's why that domino effect starts. Or like like I said, if it's I'm new, just, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just trying to convince my uncle. He's still thinking about renting, and I, and he's retired. And you got to have a source of income to pay that renter that monthly payment. And I told him, I said, if you've got the cash to to spend, why don't you just buy something that's already established, or like I did so many years ago, have a stick built house made. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I got into bed with the bank at six and a half percent, and stayed in it for you know, I don't know, 10 years or less, and then did a refi, got it down to three and a half. Overall, on that note, I saved about $20,000. Yeah. Um, I've since paid it off, so I'm... William, I'm we're about to join crazy. back with the radio fam real quick. Hold on, William, one second. Today's Real Talk, the show where we focus on all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Justin Kazepis, your host, joined in studio today by Josh Deering and Mackenzie. Mackenzie, I was going to try to pronounce your last name, but I didn't want to butcher it. I'm sorry. I, I was waiting to see how you uh, said it. Amrifer? 
Amifar. Amifar. I wasn't too far off. Everyone says it like that. My last name's Kazepis, so you can only imagine (laughs) how terrible it goes for most of the time. (laughs) William's on the phone. William was asking us during the digital break there about the Lake Norman market, new construction Mm -hmm. versus existing inventory. Mackenzie, real quick, I'm curious to hear the Charlotte side of that too now on the air. Yeah, so it's interesting because right now you're seeing a, a lot of deals... Uh, to be had in new construction. I think new construction market's a lot slower. They were building a bunch of homes when they were just flying off, when interest rates were low. Now they're higher. They're, they they don't want to keep all those homes. Builders don't want to have 30 homes done just sitting there. So builders are offering a ton of incentives right now um, to buyers. They're offering to buy down your rate permanently, not just to one buy down, but buy oh. down permanently. I know some builders, they I get emails and calls and messages all the time like, this week, if we're, you go under contract, we're offering um, five and a quarter percent. That's really, really low yeah. right now. Um, and that's permanent. That's not wow. temporary. So, um, and also they'll be like, and use our preferred lender or whatever, and you can get 15000 in closing costs. So there's a two-point rate drop with basically all your closing costs paid. All you have to bring is your down payment. And it really depends on um, the price point you're in it, at lower I would say this is happening under like 600,000. Anything above that is gets a little more custom and those are more sought after, but under that mark, under the 600 mark, you're going to be able to find a ton of these deals right now. And so I'm pushing all my buyers, especially first-time buyers, looking in the 400 range, which is about average, like buy right now with these builders because you can get a hell of a oh, deal. Oh, yeah, it's good to get a deal in the marketplace and to be with brokers that understand the marketplace. William, I'm curious, your uncle moving here from Miami, uh, location, 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 what about the Lake Norman area when you have talks with your uncles draws him into want to move here? Well, he's always been a fisherman. He's always been, um, you know, active that way. So that's what the attraction is as far as Lake Norman goes. And other than the fact he's getting closer to his nephew, which is speaking right now and family, so forth and so on. But, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. But yeah, uh, Cornelius, uh, Lake Norman area, even though it's grown in the last 15 years, probably more than it has in 40 years, um, still is a walking apart com- as opposed to Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the volume of people down there in Miami. Yeah, Miami's a neat town, but it's a, um, in my opinion, Miami is for uh, the young, young generation. Um, yeah, because it's just it's a only a number, William. Don't let him fool you like that. It's only a number. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, but it's twenty twenty four seven wide open down there in Miami, and, and, and you know, and I know that Lake Norman area is twenty four seven to a point, but you know they do roll up the sidewalk still up here. Yeah. They don't down there in Miami. <laughs> so that's true. We appreciate um, you that, calling today, yeah, William. I was just yeah. Yeah, I was just curious on the on the new, but that's a great incentive. What uh, Mackenzie was talking about, yeah, it's the no brainer. Get into a new home and you get a better interest rate overall. You save money in the long run for um, sure by doing it that way. It sounds like for sure. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's useful knowledge. Thanks, people. Appreciate it. Y'all take care. Okay. Appreciate you. Thanks, William. William. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Get, get, getting the call, the insight from William there. Okay, Mackenzie, so you got into the game in 2020, now 2023. Do you regret becoming a real estate broker? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. And I did it right out of college. I never had a corporate job. I never worked in a nine-to-five job. I 
was figured I'll try it while I can sell my parents' insurance and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, smart. that's why I did. I play the I game. Did, There's nothing yeah. wrong with playing the game. And um, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I had no regrets at all. Well, you know what? Something that you'll like is so her parents. She is in the know, like I said, mm-hmm. and her parents are buying property through her now. Oh, so so they kicked me to the curb, That's Justin. It. I used to be the broker. Now yeah. it's the now it's McKenzie. But you know what? Like I said, McKenzie's in the know down there. So they're uh, she's finding some some awesome properties, investment opportunities for them. And 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 Fred and Kim, her parents are from California. That's where they're from. So oh, so we're slowly but surely reeling them in over here this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So being the queen of Charlotte, what's your favorite you know neighborhood in Charlotte? Oh my gosh, my favorite is South End. But I'm I'm. I'm such a South End girl. I, I love it there. I lived there for a few years and I don't anymore and I'm so sad. But um Don't be sad. That's the to me, like maybe not the best place to buy because it's so expensive now and honestly it's a lot of renting apartments anyways. But um that's my favorite neighborhoods. South End and um Dilworth, but my favorite to buy in right now talking center city would be like your Belmont neighborhood, not Belmont City. It's mm-hmm. a neighborhood, Villa mm-hmm. Heights, mm-hmm. Um, Shamrock. Those are the places to buy right now that are in a few years going to be like all the rave. The, all the breweries are going up there right now. Everyone's building. People are tearing down homes, building new new big ones. That's where like a average home buyer can get in, but then see good return yeah. quickly. It's very interesting to hear you mention Shamrock. So I, I grew up here in the area mm-hmm. as well, and I used to go as a kid to Shamrock, Shamrock Skate Road. Park. Yes, yeah. yes, Shamrock Road and the, the skate park that used to be down oh, there. Yeah. And so for now, for that to be the revitalization, right, is very interesting because it was like it was where everyone kind of when you moved to Charlotte, you kind of hung around that area, and then it kind of took a little bit of a dip, and now it's on the rise again. Mm-hmm. And revitalization is a big conversation across multiple markets, mm-hmm. North Carolina as a whole, Charlotte many of the areas are you finding a lot of teardowns at this point yeah yeah i would say there's more town teardowns and flips because at this point the the land costs what it costs no matter what house is on there um and so there'll be a house that yeah you could you could flip it but what's the point when you can make way more money just building something new and it's way less work to build something new than it is to try to figure out this old house that's falling apart right easier it's easier to rebuild than to take that and turn it into something good again when there's just probably so many issues with it anyways i see a lot more teardowns in that aspect it'd be interesting to ask the mls to add a quantifiable measurement of teardown because i would be curious at this point to know because you can't know that right by Mm -hmm. a checkbox in the mls you have to just know individual property so i think that would be interesting yeah we're definitely seeing lake norman area i mean that right now at this point it's tear down the waterfront you know shack and build the mansion exactly that's That's Mm -hmm. what we're seeing except, much except they don't necessarily do teardowns. What they do now are controlled fires. Ah, Did you know that? Yeah, I've seen they them burn before. them down. Yeah, I've so, not seen that. Oh yeah. So what they're doing is obviously the fire department needs a way to train some of their. I guess you could call them rookies. So they go in, and as long as you make a donation, this is kind of a secret I have. So uh, I'm, I'm do re- tell. I'm revealing <laughs> it to to all my listeners. <laughs> So listen, um, yeah, it's a great way to you know to save money on a full complete teardown, where you can just 
throw a little donation to the fire department, and then next thing you know, they're using the fu- the the house as a controlled fire training opportunity. And there you go. Now you get your it's house win win burned down to the ground for for next to nothing. Pennies on the dollar. Pennies then, on the dollar. That's it. But everyone wins, Justin. Bye bye, Graham Graham's memories. <laughs> we'll see you in another Graham, life. Graham that, Graham's that's memories. That's it. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> Mackenzie, I'm curious to hear your thoughts then on the future because now that you've from the from the broker perspective, mm-hmm. do you think we will see all out warfare from brokers or will there be peace in the marketplace? brokers as in like me and Josh sure like against each other pitted against each other buyer and seller one-on-one I don't no holds bar I honestly I feel like the the longer we go as time goes on I feel like people realize that it's easier to work together than it is to work against each other you can get a lot more done when you work together the deals that go the smoothest are the ones where you have a good agent on the other side when you're fighting or they're just combative with you those are the worst ever even if the clients involved are fine. A diff- an agent, a good or bad agent on the other side makes all the difference. So I think that in some cases, but I don't think that it'll keep going that way. I think there's going to be less agents in the market as it gets harder. If they're going to fall off, thank goodness. And then, um, yeah, I think that people will start to collaborate more because they'll realize it's easier to do that and you get a lot more uh, done. 100%. I'm, I'm full agreement. Well, I can see why you why you like Mackenzie on uh, your team going yeah. for the peacemaker approach, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that is part of the market, right, is understanding right. it doesn't have to be adversarial, right? Mm-hmm. The point here is there should be a meeting of the minds. There's a ready, willing, and able seller, a ready, right. willing, and able buyer. And the market is going to dictate the terms of the agreement and understanding and accepting that. There was such this pendulum, right, of sellers controlling 100% of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I, I, in the deep thick of COVID, it was a 100% seller-controlled marketplace. There's mm-hmm. no denying that. Has it shifted completely back to buyers now? Are we 50-50? Who's, in, who's got more leverage, would you say, in the marketplace? I, th- I think it depends on where you are. Exactly. Technically, it's a seller's market because there's only like a month and a half of inventory, if that, and a even markets six months of inventory. But I like Josh said, it depends where you're at. Um, depends how it's priced too. You know, there could be a waterfront property on Lake Norman that's priced too high, so it'll sit for a year. If it's priced right, 10 buyers may go after the same one because there's not a lot on the lake for sale. So Yeah, but it's sometimes it's, it's just, Justin, it's just so hard to get your seller to buy in to mm-hmm. the correct price because that house down the street that sold, you know, six, seven, eight months ago for that price. And then now you're trying to like convince them that it's just not like that anymore. You know, it can be hard, man, yeah. because uh, they want to start somewhere. But then next thing you know, all right, you're like, okay, let's start there. Let's start where you, you want to start. And then, 30 days goes by yeah, and then 40 and then you're trying to drop and then it's 50, 60. And next thing you know, you're on for, uh, you know, 90 days or more. And it's another stat to track would have been interest rates. If we would have had that in MLS, would it come float? Not just like that it closed conventional on what seller concessions were, but interest rates would have been a good one to know too. So <laughs> you've been listening to today's real talk. We appreciate you. WSICnews.com. Click radio shows. You can listen anytime. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.